Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is the Craig Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number three of the Greg Peterson Experience on Beast and Beast Sports Bank Network. We've got a tremendous hour for you as we're going to be joined by one of our good friends, Albert Wynn. He does great work over at Action Network. You know him better as the Analytics Capper, as that is his Twitter handle. He's going to be joining me to take a look at what we all got in terms of the divisional round of, or in terms of the wildcard round of the NFL playoffs. I keep thinking that it's a divisional round that is going to be starting up next week but we're going to be taking a look at that i'll see if he's got any sort of play when it comes to the dallas cowboys versus tampa bay buccaneers game and we're also going to be talking some nba as well you've got a nice slate of games for monday in terms of both college basketball and the nba haven't really hit a lot of nba too much so we're going to be doing that with our good friend albert he's going to be joining me for a little bit more nfl in 15 minutes 30 minutes from now it's going to be one that NBA chatter is going to be happening. And then we're going to be wrapping up the show with my picks and analysis for Monday Night Football, my DK Nation pick in college basketball. And you're getting a little bit more college basketball right here as well. So you've got some sweats for Monday. You've got yourself some insights for what we're going to be seeing the rest of the NFL playoffs as well. So you've got all the bases covered. And let's take a look at a little bit of Big Ten action as We've got Illinois versus Minnesota, 875-876 on the board. Illinois between a 9 to a nine and a half point favorite in your total on this game. It is there in between 137 and 138, and you got to fear a little bit of a letdown spot 
for Minnesota. Minnesota, they get that massive win against the Ohio State University. They were a double-digit underdog in that game, and they were able to complete that. Now, I do think that this is a line that's getting up a little bit too lofty, especially at a 9.5. 9.5 is my buy point on, uh, on Minnesota. We've been seeing this toggle sort of between 9 and 9.5 nine at a lot of books. So for me, I'm going to be taking a look at these 9.5s that we're seeing right now, and I'm going to be taking one of these on Minnesota because I do like what I'm seeing currently out of Dawson Garcia along Jamison Battle. Garcia, 20-plus points, and he has been able to pull in there, I believe, 24 rebounds in the last two games. He has been very good for this Minnesota team. He's someone that's saying six foot eleven and is able to pop some threes. Battles able to shoot threes as a six foot six, a little bit of a combo player. Biggest issue that you do have for Minnesota is that it's a thin, it's a thin backcourt. You've been able to have Taylor and Cooper be Mr. Do It All for this team. He stuffs the sad sheet as he's been able to provide about ten and a half points, four and a half boards, six point three assists. Chips in there a steal. Chips in there a block per game. So he's done a nice job on that front end. He's shooting a ridiculous 55.8% from three-point range. But you need more out of someone like uh, Brendan Carrington, who in the last two games has scored as many points for Minnesota as Greg Peterson. That is not what you're hoping for. Guys like Torres, Samuel, Jaden Henley have not been able to do a whole heck of a lot for this team either. And you got an Illinois team in which you've got a lot of guys that they help out TJ Shannon. Shannon is your main scorer for this team with 18 points per contest for an Illinois team that turns points a lot on a per-possession basis. They do rank in the top 15 in all of college basketball, but if you take a look at what they've done in a road-slash-neutral court environment, it's a big, giant fall-off, and I think that it's not coincidental that you've got an Illinois team that they've played a lot of cream puffs out of conference at home, and they were able to beat up on them, and then when they hit the road, it's not necessarily so savory because, as a matter of fact, they're allowing 20.5 points more per one arm possessions in a road-slash-neutral court environment than they do when they are at home. Now, it's a Minnesota team that is leaving quite a bit of something to be desired with regards to both their offense and their defense, and this is not really an up-tempo Minnesota team. Minnesota, right around 275th in all of college basketball in terms of possessions per game. Illinois, not afraid to gun it a little bit more, but I do think that their defense should be able to hold up in this spot as they've got, along with TJ Shannon, really a trio of guys that give you between 10 and 11 points per game, including Matthew Meyer, who's been able to put in their double figures and now eight of the team's last nine games after he had a very disappointing first month of the season. He's been able to come on and really help out this team. Shoots in the mid-30s from three-point range, and the guy that I really think goes under the radar for Illinois is Coleman Hawkins. Stands about six foot ten, six foot eleven, and he just gives you exactly what you need in the given night. As he chips in there, ten points, six point two rebounds, three and a half assists, one point two blocks, nearly a steal per game. Shoots in the mid thirties from three point range, and Dane Danger, who comes in from Baylor, has been able to supply six boards, ten and a half points per game. Now they have been without Sky Clark for. The last few games, he just decided to exit stage left on the program. So, has not necessarily been too terrific for them. But I do think that Illinois, they should be able to get the job done. I just am a little bit concerned about them winning by margin. It's a Minnesota offense that has been a little bit all over the place this season. So, I can't take an over in this. But I do think that Minnesota is going to be able to hold up a little bit on defense. They've ranked outside the top 125 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. But they certainly have been significantly better at home, so I do think that this is going to be a bit of a slowdown game, so 
A circumstance where I set my total at 136. Getting between 137 and 138. Going to be looking at the under end with Minnesota 9.5. My buy point on taking a look at the points with them. Something else I'm taking a look at. One of the worst teams in all of college basketball. You need to call names, but Hampton is going to be playing us in North Carolina A&T. A&T opened up a 3.5 point favorite. They are now a 4 point favorite. Your total is between 145 and 146. It's really a sad state of affairs for this Hampton team. A Hampton bunch, I remember a few years ago when they had Ben Stanley in the fold, averaging like 22 points per game. It was actually a fun team to take a look at. They have made a pair of conference moves ever since then, and eh, boy. They just need to be able to get more depth because you've got three guys that are able to chip in their double figures for this team, including the St. Louis transfer in Jordan Nesbitt, who's been supplying 14 points, 7 rebounds. Marcus Godwin, he's been able to shoot 38% for three. He gives you 12.5 points per game. And Russell Dean, 4.5 assists, 13 points per game. Really past that, you've got Trey Thomas, who's your next best scorer at 5.5 points per game, and he's missed half the season. He's dealing with a little bit of an injury. You've had Grace Mullen chip in there a few rebounds, but he's not able to give you anything on offense. And you have all that lack of offense, coupled with one of the worst defenses in all of college basketball, Hampton. 349th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. Thumbs down. Very much thumbs down. They're about 100th in terms of possessions per game, so they play a little bit faster, but it's not like it's some sort of a breakneck pace. In North Carolina A&T, they're outside the top 200 in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis as well. It's not like they are the 85 Bears with their defense or anything like that, but at the very least, for North Carolina A&T, you've got some form of depth with this team, and I do like what they've been able to get out of Cam Woods. He played two seasons ago at Troy as a double-figure scorer, went down to the junior college level last year, and he's back up there giving this team 3.2 assists, 1.7 seals, 18.5 points on 37.5% three-point shooting. It's an A&T team that overall they shoot about 34.5% from three, and they avoid really bad mistakes. They turn the ball over 12 times per game, one thing that you are able to say about Hampton is that they're only turning the ball over about 11 and a half times per game, but they're completely outgunned down low because you've got a A&T team that, outside of their main scorer in Cam Woods, each of your next four scores, each of your next top four scores, I should say, they all give you at least 4.9 rebounds per game. Marcus Watson, Demetra Horton, and Horton shoots 46% for three as an IPFW transfer. They combine for 9.8 rebounds per game. Duncan Boom Boom Powell, 7.5 rebounds per game. And Austin Johnson, who comes in from UC Irvine, good rim protector, 6.5 rebounds, 6 points, a block per game. I like what they're able to put out there. And for North Carolina A&T, a respectable team in terms of being able to cover some numbers. It's a Hampton bunch. That they have just been in all sorts of disarray this season. Hampton comes in in really bad form. And for A&T, it's been a little bit up and down for them thus far this season. But you can tell that A&T is doing a better job on defense now. They've allowed 71 points or fewer in each other last three games. They were able to hang in there in a game against UNC Wilmington. Meanwhile, for Hampton, they've got all their defensive woes, and they've scored fewer than 65 points in each other last five games. So not great on that front. I do think that A&T, a team that... It's not necessarily been great on defense themselves. They're going to give up some points. I did set my total at 148.5 looking at the over, but that said, with North Carolina A&T, they've just got this Hampton team that is 6-9-1 against the spread, completely outgunned. I set North Carolina A&T as a six-point favorite, so 
I'm going to be willing to lay the number, and I'm going to be taking a look at this little over as well. How about if we go down to the extra games board, as I do think that you've got a little bit of value with this underdog that I like outright. 306, 663, 306, 664. Bethune-Cookman is going to be playing us to Arkansas Pine Bluff. Pine Bluff is an underdog of 1.5 points. Your tolerance game is 144.5, and, and with Pine Bluff, I did set them as a favorite. I'm going to be willing to take them outright on the money line. You've got three separate guys that are able to give you double figures for this Pine Bluff team that I'll do a nice job of being able to contribute. And the biggest of them, Sean Doss. 15 points, five boards, shoots it respectively from three-point range in each of your top three scores for Pine Bluff. I have a combined for about four and a half or so steals per game as Chris Green, who comes in from Cleveland State, is able to give you double figures. Does a nice job on that front. And then you take a look at once you're able to get on the flip side, and it leaves a bit of something to be desired as it's just been very strange. You take a look at this Bethune-Cookman team, you're able to get a steal and about 26 points per game out of Marcus Garrett, coupled with Zion Harmon. Both of these guys have been solved, but you don't have a single guy on this Bethune-Cookman team that hauls in more than five rebounds per game. And for Bethune-Cookman, they play a little bit more up-tempo, and they play some of the worst defense that you're going to find in all of college basketball. 347th in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. I recognize hovering right around 200th isn't like some supreme defense or anything like that, but Pine Bluff just plays so much more defense than this Bethune-Cookman team. I like Arkansas Pine Bluff outright on the money line, and Pine Bluff does typically a solid job of slowing the games down, and they don't shoot a ball from three-point range himself. So I'm going to be taking a look at the under Set my total more around a 142. And coming up next on the Greg Peterson Experience, we talked to Albert Wynn of, of the Action Network about what we all saw in the wild card round of the NFL playoffs here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford 
Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I've play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zippy Nicotine Pouches, which is the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. If you're a smoker or dipper who's been trying to make a change, and no one would blame you for thinking this, that all new nicotine products have one thing in common, that they don't work, but that is helped out by Zen Nicotine Pouches. They might surprise you because unlike other forms of nicotine, Zen is made with six simple ingredients, and it's completely tobacco leaf free. Its upper lip pouch means that you don't have to spit, so dippers, you can throw away those spit bottles. And for smokers, you might be surprised that Zen offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Plus, Zen is low profile enough to enjoy anywhere at any time. So you might be surprised at how simple and satisfying Zen really is. Buy Zen online or find a store that is nearest you at Zen.com. That is Z-Y-N.com. And warning that this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine, it is an addictive chemical. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Great to be joined by Albert Wynn. Does great work over there at Action Network. And you know him better as the analytics capper. And Albert, it was a great weekend of games. Hopefully you enjoyed much like I did. And I always enjoy having you on. Thank you so much. Hey, how's it going, Greg? I mean, wild card weekend. We've already had five games. We still have one game left. All the games were pretty competitive. Even that first game with the Seahawks and the 49ers. I know the final score didn't it was not indicative of how close that game was. I mean, it was a pretty good game heading into the fourth quarter. Everything just, you know, went to went to bed when it comes to the fourth quarter. But every other game was great and the underdogs were barking, which is for me as a as a handicapper, as a contrarian guy, it worked out very well. And what did you make out of the fact that we did see quite a few underdogs not win outright, but cover against the spread? Because one thing that I noticed with wildcard weekend taking a look historically is that typically it's either the underdog wins outright or the favorite wins and they cover but this year that was not the case and I felt like the underdogs were just a little bit disrespected because typically in wildcard weekend you don't see spreads north of a touchdown much like we saw in a lot of these games yeah I fully agree the underdogs did very well um we had won the final game tonight where um you know, potentially that the Baltimore Ravens could have won outright. There were seven and a half point underdogs by kickoff. It was around eight, eight and a half most of the weekend. It, it went all the way down to seven and a half. It had a chance there with Tyler Huntley, you know, at the goal line, had a bad fumble there in 99, you know, scoop return for a touchdown for the Bengals. The rest is history. But you're right. I mean, if you look at it, Miami had a chance. Buffalo had to come back late in the fourth quarter to come back. And then um, the Giants won outright. And I think that the 
cool thing about that game, the Giants and the Minnesota Vikings, is they literally just played a few days ago. So they know each other's tendencies. Um, they know each other's plays. So it was great to see uh, Daniel Jones step up and really like take over that game. So uh, I'm not a Giants fan personally, but it was really cool to see Daniel Jones mature before our eyes. Yep, and we saw a lot of great games on Sunday, but we have to go back to the game on Saturday because, in my opinion, it was the biggest explanation point on Wild Card Weekend. We could see something bigger in Monday's game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. I doubt anything is going to top coming back from down 27 points like the Jacksonville Jaguars did. And what do you attribute it a little bit more to? Because we're seeing on social media all the callings of fire Brandon Saley, and I completely agree with him. I think that Brandon Saley should not be employed after what we have seen all year long, and especially the last two weeks, playing Mike Williams when he didn't need to. And then what we saw on display Saturday night, very, very much less than savory. But I think that getting lost in all of this is the way that the Jaguars have been able to play. This was their sixth straight win, seventh win in their last eight games. And I don't think that they knock off the Chiefs outright, but I think that they're a live dog that getting north of a touchdown, we could see a lot more this next week, like we saw this past weekend, where they sort of cover that number and they are going to be a pest to the Chiefs. Greg, I love that you mentioned and you're giving credit to the Jacksonville Jaguars. This team has basically been in playoff mode for two months. So they're going into this game, um, you know, they get down 27-0. Trevor Lawrence throws four interceptions in the first half. Every other team I can think of would probably just fall down and, uh, you know, uh, chalk up the season to a successful one. Trevor Lawrence made the playoffs. But no, they were able to get off the mat. They they got a touchdown right before halftime, right before the first half ended. Made it 27-7, and you had semblance of some type of comeback uh you know in the second half with that touchdown and then before you know it you know there's a a bad play here a drop there by the chargers and and all the momentum especially in that building first playoff game that they've hosted in a long time i mean super super excited for them but we knew this going in i'm I'm not one of those guys that we we should just fire brandon staley outright he has had a really shaky up and down few years, a lot of weird mistakes, a lot of weird decisions. I'm not sure if he's improved during his time, but I would say this, like there was a huge coaching advantage with Doug Peterson, who's done there, be- been there before. He won a Super Bowl just a few years ago with the Eagles with a, uh, a quarterback not as talented as Trevor Lawrence and Nick Foles. And now that he has a team and he has, um, you know, guys that really believe in him, I really think Jacksonville can surprise some people just like Baltimore tonight. Baltimore had a chance to beat the the Bengals, and I think Jacksonville, they're going to go into Kansas City and believe that they've been in playoff mode for two and a half months and they could beat anybody. And in terms of the way that you do evaluate coaching, because I do think that it's very important, one of the pro tips I gave out a little bit earlier on in the show is that you should be taking a look at it a little bit more here in the playoffs rather than the regular season. I think that it's big in the regular season, but when the, shall we say, margins are a little bit more thin, when the talent is just not as demonstrative one side to the other, I think that coaching is now more important than ever to take a look at. And I think that every one of the teams that was able to survive in advance in their games were the better coach teams. Yeah, you saw Mike McDaniels. He schemed an amazing game today, right? The Dolphins went into Buffalo, into Orchard Park, 
with a backup quarterback and competed in that game. So you could tell he can design the plays and he knows when to call the plays. His issue, and he was the first to admit it post-game, he's admitted it many times before, he just can't get the play out quick enough. And when you have a backup quarterback, you have to arm that quarterback with everything he has he can to be successful. And getting those plays late, uh, getting some delay of game penalties, uh, calling timeouts, I mean, those were those were you know the difference maker in those games. So yes, you can be an excellent coach. You can make adjustments at halftime, but you have to be the full package. I think a lot of that just comes with experience. So I I, I believe in Mike McDaniel's. I think Miami's going to be good and okay moving forward. Um, but those are just some of the things that makes differences in games. Absolutely, and something else that makes a difference in a game is whether or not you turn the ball over. And by that I mean. Dak Prescott has been turning the ball over a whole heck of a lot for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think we should take a look at this game that we've got for Monday as we've got the Dallas Cowboys in a lot of spots, a two and a half point favorite. I'm seeing a few stray threes out there. So if you do like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you want to get that full three, there are a few that are out there with a total of 45 and a half. I'm not sure what your feeling is on both of these teams, but I wish I could fade both of them. I personally would rather be taking the points slash the money line of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting plus money rather than taking the Cowboys because I don't have a high opinion of either team. But what I really like here is the under just with the way that the Buccaneers, they've exceeded 23 points once this year. It's been a pretty pedestrian offense. Dak Prescott has been turning the ball over left and right. And I think in order for the Cowboys to not have so many turnovers, they really need to just simplify the playbook which that would still bode well to the under as well I really like the under in this spot I'm not sure what you like in terms of the game for Monday but that's really what I think stands out to me the most yeah Greg I do think the under is a great look in this game uh, as far as the side is concerned I do lean the Dallas Cowboys we've had two short favorites so far this weekend I believe um, uh, sorry on, on Saturday there was a one and a half point favorite they're in, against the Chargers. The Chargers were one to two point favorites. They lost outright. And then we had the Vikings today as two and a half point favorites also lost outright. I think this is going to be potentially the only short favorite that gets it done. Um, Dak Prescott, completely justifiable. 15 interceptions in only 12 games. He led the league in interceptions. Thing with that, there was a lot of bad luck on his on uh, that went against them. And then you talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're right. Their offense has been struggling all year long. They're only averaging 18.41 points per game. They're giving up a little more than 21. Finished the season with a losing record, 8-9. and nine. That includes a 4-12-1 against the spread record. It's not like they're good at home. They're bad at, on the road and they're bad at home as well. They're only 2-6-1 at home in Tampa Bay. So I, as a Cowboys fan, I'm not too worried about Tampa Bay. I think the only reason why it's this close is because you have that guy, Captain America, Tom Brady, you know, at the home for Tampa Bay. But at, at the end of the day, Greg, I just think it's a really bad team. Yeah, it is a Buccaneers a team that is not so great. But what is always great is Albert Wynn of Action Network joining me. And coming up next, we're going to be looking at some NBA with him right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. 
If you're looking for a betting edge on football's biggest game, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN shows and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving for every single game. Deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down all the best bets. The big game props when it comes to college basketball brackets, list goes on and on. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit visa.com slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99 and become a part of the sports betting network. That is at vsin.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Always great to be joined by Albert Wynn, who does amazing work over at Action Network. And some of you know him better as the analytics capper and Albert Taking center stage on Monday is going to be a lot of basketball, a sport that I love. College basketball is a relatively solid slate, and we've got a good slate of NBA games that is going to be going on all day long, some a little bit earlier than others, so you do want to be checking your tip times on Monday. But when it comes to the NBA, I think something that is very important to do is to just take a look at injury reports and maybe back off on the volume a little bit overnight. I know that it's always so important to get the best of the number, but when it comes to the NBA, it's one of those sports where I would rather trade up a half a point to a point of value and just know that the star players are going to be out there or not. I'm not sure what your approach to the NBA has been, but it's just really hard for me to take a look at this sport in terms of overnight betting because you don't know who's going to be out there. Yeah, first of all, happy Martin Luther King Day. That's why we're going to have Absolutely. nine awesome gains on the NBA slate tomorrow. Uh, you're absolutely right. Like It's very, very hard to project what the lineup's going to be. It's much different than it was pre-COVID. I think that's what changed a lot of things. I know there was a little of load management before then, but now it's uh, it's rampant and it's not really load management anymore. It's just the norm. So uh, a lot of these teams are going to be on a second night of a back-to-back tomorrow, which means a lot of their older superstars, you know, high potential of sitting out. The Lakers are playing the Rockets. They may take the Rockets lightly. LeBron may be sitting, things like that. So, uh, when I'm looking at the NBA, you're you're right. You want to only find one or two really strong angles, one or two spots that you want to attack. And we talked about this offline, Greg, but in in-game live betting with the NBA, because all of the runs and all of the swings there from quarter to quarter, within a quarter, things like that, that's potentially where you could find most of the value. Yep, absolutely. And you think that that is so important because while you're typical, you're going to pay a little bit more juice when you're betting in-game, once again, if you're paying like 5 to $0.10 cents more of juice and you're able to get, say, Team X laying two points, like, for example, Boston and the Charlotte Hornets, that's the earliest game on the card with the Boston Celtics. They're laying between 8 and 8.5 points, depending upon where you look. If the Celtics get down early and instead of taking the preflop number of the Celtics laying 8, you're instead able to get a 3, 3.5, something of that nature. That is just so beneficial because... I make this joke when I don't even think it's a joke anymore. If you take an NBA bet preflop, you probably don't want to watch until the fourth quarter because you're going to give yourself a heart attack. And at some point, the team that you bet is going to be up by 15 points and they're going to be down by 15 points, more likely in the same half. Yeah, that's that's how I reacted when you were like, the team gets up early. Honestly, the team is down in the third quarter. You might bet the Celtics, right? You might get like a minus one, minus two of their down 10 in the third quarter. They're still going to be favored. That's how crazy the NBA is. Fourth quarters, usually, Greg, are when 
uh, the dominant team or the better team, the superior team really takes over, especially defensively. You mentioned the Boston Celtics there. Um, Robert Williams now has been back in the fold for a few weeks. I think that team is getting a lot better defensively. Um, they've won six straight games now ever since coming back uh, from that really long road trip. They're back in Boston. Jalen Brown is still hurt, but I think there's some value here against the Hornets tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon at minus eight and a half on the road. We know the Hornets don't play any defense at all, and they're a very high variance team when it comes to the three-point shooting. So if they don't make their threes, they're most likely going to get blown out. And with the Boston Celtics as well, how much do you think that the 150 points that they gave up to the Oklahoma City Thunder, which Oof. that coming out of my mouth just sounded wrong, that they gave up 150 points to the Oklahoma City Thunder, but that really happened a few weeks ago. How much do you think that was a wake-up call for them? Because ever since then, they have allowed north of 110 points in just two, either six games in this win streak, and they have really tightened up the screws on defense. Greg, that was 150 points without their best player in Shea Gilgis-Alexander. So, yes, Aye. I'm sure Joe Mazzula and the rest of their staff woke up the Boston Celtics team because their identity, if you don't, if people don't remember, their finals run last year was contingent on how great they played defense. They, had the, the, they have the reigning defensive player of the year in Marcus Smart. Not saying he's the best defender, but he was the best defender on the best team defense last year, and I think that's why he won the award. And there's so many other good defenders from Tatum, Robert Williams, like I mentioned earlier. And it goes all the way down the line. Michael Brogdon coming off the bench is a great defensive point guard. So um, I think if they can get back to their identity, get back to the principles that got them to the NBA Finals last year, I think we're gonna going to start to see the Celtics separate from the rest of the teams in the East. You have injuries with Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. Chris Middleton has been in and out for, for Milwaukee. So I think in the next three to four weeks, you're going to see that gap uh, expand out to five to ten games if Boston continues to win. I know that, Albert, you mentioned something that we're seeing more of in the NBA with it being the norm is just taking a look at these teams more on the day of the game rather than taking pre-flop bets just because we don't know what's going to be going down in terms of load management or anything like that. But when it comes to the NBA, something else I've noticed is that home teams have been very dominant. Right now, home teams are 341, 299, and 15 against the spread. And if you're looking straight up, there is not a single team in the Western Conference that is more than one game above 500 with regards to their road record. Do you think that we should be placing a little bit more of a credence on home court in the NBA? Because typically we do it for college, and rightfully so. You get these just rambunctious environments like Cameron Indoor, the Kennel, the Cole Center. You're able to go down the list of great venues, but it feels like this is now taking hold in the NBA because these home teams have been really dominant this year. 1000% Greg, the issue is you don't want to, you don't want to adjust too late, right? You, if by the time the books adjust, you have to be at one step ahead. I think the thing with the NBA, the biggest difference between the NBA and the college game is it's not the venue because when you play in college basketball, the fans, the venue, all of that comes into, into play. Whereas the NBA, it's more of the location, the rest advantage or disadvantage, the travel, things like that, because these guys are professionals. I don't think they allow the fans to really get to them or affect them that much. But let's say you're the, the Lakers and you just play the Warriors tonight and you have to travel to elevation and play the Nuggets tomorrow night, you're most likely just not going to play as well because of those conditions. Um, and I, I think with the NBA, with an 82-game schedule, 
there's just so many opportunities throughout the season to find a, a team that is disadvantaged when it comes to rest or contrarily on advantage when it comes to rest. So I think that's what it comes down to in the NBA. Yep, absolutely. When it comes to college, I can tell you, I always place a lot more credit when it comes to Hawaii and their, their home court advantage for something that you mentioned, travel time. You're going through so many different time zones when you're going up to elevation in Wyoming. That's always a bear as well. And just in terms of the NBA, has there been a team or two that you've been either looking to back or fade recently? Because some of these teams, they go through ridiculous runs. We just mentioned the Boston Celtics ever since they gave up a trillion points to the Oklahoma City Thunder. They've been able to do a much better job. Has there been a team or two that you've been spotlighting that they've either been profitable to back or fade? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to give uh, some credit to the Sacramento Kings. Not many teams. People talk about this team, especially on the West Coast. You have the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Warriors, even the Blazers in the Pacific Northwest. But the Kings have quietly moved up to fourth in the West. That means they're ahead of the Mavericks. They're ahead of the Suns. They're ahead of the Warriors. They're ahead of the Lakers. They are fourth in the West. That's because they have one of the best offenses in the entire league. Uh, they did go through a, a two- to three-week dry spell there where they couldn't make any threes. But with their guys back into the fold, Malik Monk, Kevin Herter, they're making threes again. Keegan Murray, Murray uh, you know, went through that rookie wall. So I think the Kings moving forward, especially January, February, they're going to be really hard for other teams to compete with because the Kings are going to be dropping 120, 130, 140 points, especially at home in Sacramento. So I think Sacramento, the Kings at home are always good places to, to back. On the other side, I think it's it's time to, to fade the Nets. They had a great story. I think they won 12 in a row, including 13 of 14. The best player is out with a knee injury. We don't know when he's going to return because he is on, you know, on the other wrong side of 30. So I think it's a great time to fade the Nets before Kevin Durant comes back. Yep, 108 points or fewer in each of the last four games for the Brooklyn Nets. So good point there. And a man that... Always scores big on this show because he does an absolutely amazing job. You, Albert, I always do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Greg. Have a great Sunday night, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Always great to have Albert Wynn of Action Network aboard. And coming up in the final segment, give you my preview of Bucks versus Cowboys and the Monday College basketball card with my DK Nation. But here on the Greg Peterson Experience, I'm Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. 
Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. With the start of the new year, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a hockey, basketball, or football fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. As if you join us every week, you're getting new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more. It's a whole new game. It's the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. A big thanks to Albert Wynn. You know him better as analytics capper. He does great work over at Action Network. Join me the last two segments. So it was absolutely tremendous to have him aboard, taking a look at some NFL, taking a look at some NBA, and a little bit of a programming note as if you're listening live to the Greg Peterson Experience and if you're listening live on VEASAN, you're going to be getting a replay of the Greg Peterson Experience. If you're listening to Sports Map Radio, they're going to have you covered all throughout the day as coming up at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. It is all the money. Mitch Moss and Paul Howard, they're going to have you covered with what we saw from Wild Card Weekend, a very, very Wild Card Weekend. Get you set for a Monday filled with college basketball, NBA, and Bucks versus Cowboys. And I'll be giving you guys my Bucks versus Cowboys preview if you missed it a little bit earlier in about four to five minutes. So we've got you guys covered there. We're going to hit a little bit of college basketball and Try to make you guys some money on this Martin Luther King Day. Please do cherish today. We are here for a good cause. I'm sure that some of you might be off of work. For those of you guys that are at work, I do salute all of you guys because you do absolutely amazing, an amazing job because I tell you right now, this show does not take a day off. A credit to all the people behind the scenes that do such incredible work. I do thank them because the Greg Peterson experience is not what it is without all of the tireless efforts behind the scenes. And we've got to put forth tireless efforts to reward them, to be able to find some winners. And we're going to try to do so with this. 885-886 on the college basketball betting board. It is Syracuse. They're going to be on the road. They're facing off against Miami. Miami's between a 7 to a 7.5 point favorite. And your total is between 149.5 and 150. And for Syracuse, they have been able to do a relatively solid job on defense thus far this season. The zone defense... It can have its volatilities, but they've been able to hold up at the point of attack. You've got a pair of mid-tempo teams in this game. Syracuse right around 142nd in the country in terms of total possessions per game. 
for around about 168th, 170th, somewhere in that neighborhood for Miami out of 363 D1 teams. Moderate tempo teams. Nothing fast, nothing slow out of either of these. And for Syracuse, 73 points or fewer surrendered in each other last five games, including 73 or fewer given up in regulation in all but two of their games thus far this season. So even though they rank only about 125th in the country in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis, they've been relatively consistent with their effort. And for Syracuse, they have been really, really hot from three-point range recently. By that, I mean they have won 39 of 81 from distance in their last five games, shooting over 48% from three. I think we're going to see some coolage in this game. They, before this hot five-game run, were shooting 32.8% from three-point range for the entirety of the season. And in road and neutral court games thus far this season, Syracuse shooting 33.3% from three. They're facing off against a Miami defense as in the top one in terms of opponents' three-point shooting percentage, holding teams to shoot 32% from distance. So, I do think that they're going to be able to do a little bit of a better job in this circumstance. And when it comes to this Miami team, you are going to have someone that's going to be able to match up with Jesse Edwards. Edwards has been the main big man for Syracuse, averaging about 12 points. His 11 rebounds are in the top 10 in all of college basketball. His 2.9 blocks per game, that is a top five mark in all of college basketball. But no Chad O'Meara. 14 points, 9 rebounds per game. He's been rock solid for Miami and the one thing that Miami does well on defense, because they're another team that's outside the top 100 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, they generate steals. They're able to get a little bit over eight per contest with Jordan Miller and Isaiah Wong, who they are combining for about 31.5 points per game, top two scorers for the team, averaging a combined about three steals per game. reason why I did make the DK Nation right up the under as well is because you were expecting a little bit more out of Nigel Pack this year as well. 11.5 points per game, mid-30 three-point shooter. He was much better at Kansas State a season ago. It's been leaving a little bit of something to be desired. And I think that it's just a little bit of a bad scheduling spot for both of these teams. They both played on Saturday. And for Miami, they went to overtime against NC State, a game that took a lot out of them. So I do think that they're going to be a little bit tired. I do think that that is going to slow down the tempo a little bit more in this game, just the scheduling spot itself. And I do think that for Syracuse, they're going to be able to do a solid job in terms of their defense. But I think that the offense is going to have a little bit of a tough time getting anything going. And I do think that with Miami having much more depth, that Syracuse pretty much plays a five-and-a-half-man rotation. And it's going to be a little bit rough on Syracuse towards back half of this game. I did set Miami as the 8.5-point home favorite. I'm going to be looking to lay the 7-7 to half that I'm currently seeing with Miami and the DK Nation write up. It is on the under semi-total at 144.5, so getting between 149.5 and 150, pretty appealing to me. What else is pretty appealing? The game that we're going to be seeing on Monday. It's not officially Monday Night Football because it's Super Wild Card Weekend. I don't know why they call it Super, but it has been a very super weekend of just football in general. So let's dive in. It is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It is the Dallas Cowboys. You're finding the Bucs in a lot of spots as a two and a half point underdog. You're seeing a few straight threes where I sit here in lovely Las Vegas at the Circa Resort and Sportsbook. They're currently hanging at three, but they're pretty few and far between at this point. And I'm going to bypass the two and a half to three points. I'm going to be taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers outright on the money line. I do think that this is one of those games where the spread probably not going to be coming into play. If you're going to be seeing a blowout, it's going to be done by the Dallas Cowboys. Meanwhile, a close win is going to be going the way of the Dallas, uh, going to be going the way of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. With the Buccaneers, really all of their wins have been close, and they've all been due to 
late game drives by Tom Brady. And I think that this is going to be no different. I do see both of these teams looking to just establish a run a little bit more for the Buccaneers. They just stubbornly get really predictable with the way that they call it plays. They always run it on first down. They get nothing there. And then they turn it into like a lot of dink and dunks with Tom Brady as he had to throw it 733 times during the regular season. And when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were able to have success on offense, it was all about getting the ball to Mike Evans. We saw that in their big game against the Carolina Panthers that clinched your spot into the playoffs. And I do think that you are going to be seeing this Buccaneers team look to feed Evans a little bit more. I've pretty much got four player props in this one. One of them, Mike Evans, over five and a half receptions. Currently at DraftKings here, finding the juice at a plus 135. So you're getting good value there for the Dallas Cowboys. The way that they're looking to be able to take a little bit of pressure off of Dak Prescott is via the ground game. Ezekiel Elliott has not been cutting it, and Tony Pollard was a little bit banged up towards the back half of the season. They did not run him too much against the Commanders. He had fewer than 10 carries in that game. I think that they wanted to preserve him for this game, and I think that this is where the better running back is going to be getting the ball more and more. With the Dallas Cowboys, when they were really having success, when they were looking like that team that could be perhaps a top team out in the NFC, slash a top two, top three team in the NFC, however you valued them, it was when they were having Tony Pollard do a solid job of taking the load off of Dak Prescott, and Dak Prescott didn't have to force as much. Things really went wrong when the Dallas Cowboys really aborted ship on what we were seeing a little bit earlier because you recall Dak Prescott got injured, ironically enough, in this game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then they trotted out their Cooper Rush. They kept things very elementary for Cooper Rush, and then when Dak Prescott got back, first few weeks, a lot of conservative play calls that were working. It's not like they were reinventing the wheel, but they were having success. And then they decide, you know what? We're, get, we're having success right now. How about if we decide to just go and grip it and rip it once again? And that has not been working whatsoever because Dak Prescott has thrown at least one interception in the last five games, two plus interceptions in three of those last five games. I think that they're going to get back to basics. And I do think that that is going to cause for the Cowboys to be a little bit more efficient on offense. Maybe not score a bunch of touchdowns, but just drive the ball a little bit more. I think that this is a game where the Cowboys are going to simplify things, which is why I'm looking at Dak Prescott to actually not throw an interception. Is no on an interception slash is under. Is that plus 125? I'm taking a look at that, and I couple it with Tony Pollard. Over 50 and a half rushing yards here. We'll find this between minus 110 and a minus 115 juice. So I do think that you're going to be seeing Tony Pollard have a good game. And for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I do think that they're going to get a couple drives generated against the Dallas Cowboys. But I think that it's going to be a lot of bend but don't break. And I do think that early on the Cowboys are going to allow the Buccaneers to settle for some field goals. Ryan Suckup is over on his field goal props. It's one and a half for the Dallas Cowboys and minus 110 juice. I'm going to be looking at the over. So we've got the Buccaneers money line. I like the under of 45 and a half and Buccaneers money line between plus 125, plus 130, depending upon where you look. Mike Evans over five and a half receptions. Tony Pollard over 50 and a half rushing yards. Dak Prescott did not throw an interception. And Ryan Suckup over on field goals. That is what we've got for Monday Night Football. And that leads us into a little bit of a pro tip. Beeson.com slash subscribe. We're able to sort these by show and by sport. When it comes to the NBA, sometimes a good buy low spot on a team that's relatively trustworthy is coming off of a really bad performance. We saw that with the Celtics giving up 150 points to the OKC Thunder. Ever since then, they have won six straight games and the defense has looked much better. 
two gentlemen that always look terrific. That'd be Mitch Moss, Paul Howard. Follow the money, 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. Right here on VEASAN, Esports Bank Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 